Hey guys, this is Gio, and you are joining Keys to the Game with Gio and Maya. This is episode four. We're going to talk about being broke. Everybody knows about that. Yes, it's your girl Maya Kay. And guys, forgive me in advance, but I had a tooth pulled, so I am speaking with half my mouth open. But this is what you do. You show up anyway, um, but I'm excited about uh, discussing how being broke can help um, our fellow entrepreneurs out there. So let's get straight. So, I mean, obviously, at least from my experience of being an entrepreneur, I've pretty much been an entrepreneur my whole entire life. Um, Well, whole entire working life, rather. Um, Yeah, it's like as real as it gets. The, The, I just, being broke, everybody experiences it. Now, everybody may experience it on different levels, and there be, may be different levels of broke, but that's one of the myths. Did we, was that like one of our myths about, was being broke one of our myths or that you don't have to struggle? That kind of goes into one of our business myths, I guess. Yeah, we kind no of struggle. struggle. Right. That's a total lie. Every single entrepreneur, whether they're a millionaire, billionaire, whatever, has experienced some level of broke, period. Like, we've all been broke. Um, With my personal experience, I just feel like, uh, I guess I can go into my first tip. Being broke helps you find your way. And it helps you create hustle. I feel like that because I just feel like when you don't have everything that you need, you don't have the money, you don't have the resources, it just forces you to find your way and it forces you to just really just dig within yourself, dig around the things that are around you and really do what it is that you need to do, like to get the job done. So it's like for me, um, guess I can do like a little throwback. For instance, when I was a stylist, which was when kind of when I first started in the industry or whatever, like, of course, um, people would always come to me and they didn't have like huge budgets and whatever. So I would literally have to create these miracles with like one fourth of a normal person's budget. And because I didn't have the money, it forced me to then have to just level up and dig around the people that's around me or go seek out relationships of people that had the things that I needed, whether it was the clothes, the shoes, the jewelry, whatever. And it just forced me just to hustle that way. Even if they had a small budget, I was still able to make something look bigger than what it is because the struggle basically forced me to create relationships. So while other stylists may have been working with huge budgets, I was still able to pull the same stuff because I was reaching out to people and just trying to build relationships. And most of those relationships I still had like 12 years later. So it's like, I appreciated the struggle. I didn't appreciate it then. Well, maybe I did appreciate it then, but I definitely, looking back, I know that, um, you know, just being in the the position and just fighting your way out of the corner and just wanting to prove yourself, I guess, with less resources and all those types of things, I think that it definitely helped me as an entrepreneur. And it just kind of goes into um, same thing, like when you're in a meeting with investors or this or that or whatever. And you just, you may not have everything that it is that they have, but you just want to be able to, you know, excel and be excellent in the stuff that you do have. And I don't know, 
I think I'm like a master of making something out of nothing. <laughs> being yeah. Well, it's it's funny because I believe the same thing, and I don't necessarily want to go into my third tip. I'll go into my first, but I will mention that Damon John from Shark Tank, you know, the founder and creator of FUBU, he had said this before that he believes money sometimes can be a problem for right. uh, people. And just as an example, just from what um, Gio said, um, there was a guy on there pitching his product and he had all of this money and he put all of this money into the product. I can't even remember what it was. And it was, it was a pretty dope, uh, it had something to do with the bathroom. I can't remember what he created, but it made it like easier um, for people to like use the bathroom on the go or whatever. And it was cool, but he hadn't launched. And David John made this comment and he was just like, this is my problem with people who have millions of dollars. You keep pouring all this money into the product. You keep uh, making sure the prototype is great and you do all of this, but you never launch. And it's a fear. And instead of you just being honest, you know, you can't even get feedback from real people because you haven't launched a product yet. Um, right. So for me, I think the biggest challenge that I've seen with people, which goes into my first tip, is that people try to launch so big so soon. Um, I don't believe that if you are a great chef or a great cook that you have to open a restaurant. And so right. what happens is people go into the banks and they try to get loans for these restaurants. And, you know, it's very hard. That's like one of the hardest uh, industries to get a loan for because you really have to prove what sets you apart and all of this other stuff. And so people tend to get frustrated when the loan is denied or when they can't get investors, when in reality, you could have just opened up a, a nice um, online shop, Squarespace, Wix. You could use any uh, website platform. And you could have sold your food online, you know, and I remember uh, being in Atlanta and one of my colleagues told us about this woman who started bringing her own lunch to work and people loved her sandwiches. You know, I guess she would just let a couple people try it. They hated spending $25 in the cafeteria. So she turned it into a business and people could place their orders online the night before for a sandwich chip and a dr chips and a drink for a cheaper price than the cafeteria. And she was making an extra $3,000 a month. And I think that Crazy. that's the thing. Like, you can't always think that every business that you launch is, it has to be this multi-million dollar business um, where you, you're making, multi, you know, multi-million dollars a year. Like, that's kind of like, I'm sorry, millions of dollars a year. That's I'm not saying it's unrealistic because I do believe go hard or go home. But I think that's the biggest mistake I see people doing. They're launching businesses that are costing them more in the beginning and that it's it's hard to leverage. So if you are a chef, if you are a designer, whatever you do, um, kind of start small and work your way up. I mean, an extra $3,000 a month is a lot for somebody who didn't have that before. It helps with your bills. It helps with child care because in her case, she had a family. So I think that would be my first thing. Like, you don't have to... Um, launch so big so soon and spend money you don't even have if you're at a bank seeking a loan that means you don't have the money you know what i'm saying so right. use the money you do have take a thousand dollars and go buy some lunch meat go buy or it doesn't have to be sandwiches i mean it could be your your famous gumbo and capitalize off of that as opposed to trying to open a restaurant with all this crazy overhead and heavy expenses right and no experience at that yeah. and then yeah. secondly 
I think that that kind of goes into what we touched on. I don't know what episode that was, but just start, though. Yeah. Like, literally just start. Like, don't even worry about having all the ducks in a row. Just get over the fear and just start with what it is that you have, and then your business will definitely, definitely grow. But you have to step out on faith. I, I see that a lot with a lot of people that – um you know that I talk to, they think that, you know, they're just supposed to have this grandiose whatever. And trust me, there are plenty of million-dollar ideas getting implemented and executed every day. But that does not mean that you have to wait for that in order for you to start. That 3000 a month could easily turn to thirty, but it would never turn into anything if you just didn't start right. at work selling sandwiches to, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that was... That's definitely um, a good tip, for sure. Um, I just think that, uh, I just think that, like, people, I don't know. I just think that, for me, I just, I, I appreciate um, the being broke. And I, and, I, and I just want, like, people to know, like, the myth. Oh, my God, I just had a, I had a conversation with um, someone that used to work for me or whatever, like, they really honest the guy because I think, you know how I hate social media, which is so crazy because I'm a marketing person, but it really just creates this idea that entrepreneurism is like this amazing, grandiose situation and nobody goes through struggles, nobody goes through anything, nobody goes through nothing. Like, nobody's broke, everybody's able to play all their employees if they even have employees. And everything's just going well. And I just hate that. I think that you are broke more times than you get a lick, at least especially in the beginning. I don't know, for me. And I definitely agree with Damon John, like what you were saying about um, people that have all the resources and have all the tools. Me personally, which kind of goes into like my second kind of thing, I just feel like when you have money, your work ethic has to be even stronger than when you don't have money. And I say that because um, money allows you to be comfortable. So if you know that you have a certain amount of money in the bank, you may not, before when you were broke, you were getting up at 6, you may start getting up at 9 or 10. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that your work ethic and your mind has to be even stronger, not to, I guess it kind of goes both ways, to become rich and to stay rich. I think that the mindset really can't change for real because the whole thing is about really maintaining instead of acquiring. A lot of people can acquire money, but not many people can maintain the money or keep it, whatever. So I think that that's like my, my real tip is about, you know, don't think that when, after you're not being broken more, that it's just a cakewalk. No, it's a yeah. lot of problems. <laughs> it's a lot of issues, a lot of problems, a lot more things that come with um, being successful and, you know, whatever. I think that it's a lot harder. Like, I'm nowhere near uh, where it is that I want to be, but in certain parts of my career where I've made, I've definitely hit my mark and above, Um my mindset, you know, just had to be super strong. And I learned so much with getting money, losing money, getting money. You know what I mean? Like, I I just feel like it, people just have no idea. And that's why we're doing this podcast, Keys to the Game, guys. 
so you can know the keys to the game and how to maintain. But yeah, I think that um, that's just that's just me though. I mean, I know a lot of people may not agree, and maybe they don't agree because you know they haven't experienced it. But that's why I freaking love Diddy. Like I love Diddy, and people may not like like him as a person or whatever, but at I don't know, his net worth is close to a billion dollars. I think he's like at eight seventy five. He's still up before everybody yeah. else. Yeah. He's still up before everybody else. So you cannot tell me that I I don't know how many employees he has, like um might be uh, it's in the thousands or whatever, but um he's still up before everybody else. He still has more energy than everybody else. He's still like what the freak are you doing in the boardrooms? Like, he's still telling them you won't outwork me. He's still, and he could literally, like, not work, but he's still going hard as if he was, like, still working for Andre, which I think is, like, crazy. But I so admire it, and people really need to understand, like, I don't think people understand why he's continuing to work because he understands that maintaining is more important than acquiring. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I think the other thing, too, to consider is um, we have to know what being broke is. My uh, second second tip is I believe being broke is a mindset. Now, that doesn't mean that we all haven't literally at some point in life been broke, like literally. But I believe your wealth is locked inside of your gifts and there are strategies and ideas that you have inside of your gifts, but you have to be willing to open them. So, right. to me, I mean, at the end of the day, and I'll just go right into the third tip because it all goes together, resources are more valuable than money. And a lot of times I think people think that it's the mighty dollar, but um, even being here in Hollywood, you'll hear people tell you all the time, my relationships have been more valuable than my money. So it's the same right. thing. Resources and connections can take you a whole lot further than money can. Um, yeah, so because you, there's some re, there's some places that I don't care how much money you got, you're not getting in. Right. And, um, yeah. So my thing is you just have to uh, sit down sometimes in silence and instead of, you know, always being on the internet researching ideas or being on social media, uh, looking at other people's brands and, you know, doing all of this stuff that distracts you, you have to sit down and be quiet for a minute and, and listen to your inner self and listen to, you know, God's voice to see what is those ideas that I have not unlocked? What are those, right. you know, maybe I did have an idea, but uh, I implemented it in the first quarter. It wasn't successful, but it doesn't mean the idea is dead. Um, so you have to right. really understand that you can shift your mindset into a prosperous, a prosperity mindset as opposed to a poverty mindset. And all that means is that you're going from a place of making excuses and looking at your situation and thinking, that your circumstances are overpowering you and you can switch to a mindset that says, no, I'm going to take this obstacle, this uh, circumstance failure, and I'm going to turn it around and try to see how I can capitalize off of it. Um, and you right. just have to, you have to, you have to know how to do that. And it's not like this super big trick. You just have to sometimes sit down, sit still and just listen, um, you know, write out a list of all your skills uh, write out a list of the gifts you believe you have and start to see how one can leverage the other and how, you know, you can work those things out. So I think right. that would be, you know, kind of two and three, being broke is a mindset and resources are more valuable uh, than money. So 
you can have the most, like I said, expensive product and you could have put millions of dollars into it. But if you don't know how to talk to people and get customers and, you know, find out who your audience is, then it's really all for nothing. Um, so, yeah. Right. I totally, totally agree with that. Um, I think that especially, I mean, I guess it kind of goes back to when I was just telling my, telling my little story about styling. Um, those relationships I still have that are standing today, you know what I mean? I think that if I didn't do that then, it really wouldn't matter what type of client I was working with, if they were famous or not famous or whatever. Some of these people that I know that I've known from when I was interning and running around crazy, I probably they probably wouldn't even reach back out to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but because I, you know, at a young you know cultivated and worked the relationship over the years, we cool and it's good and I could you know use that to my advantage, and it's all for something that's organic, not forced. You know, whatever. And I think that that's, you know, a cool thing. I didn't understand it then, but I just knew that I had to hustle. And, yeah, so it ended up working out. But Right. Just being Um, an entrepreneur, period. Yeah, what were you saying? No, I was just going to say, and I also think uh, the last thing I would say is bartering can leverage your business. Uh, Absolutely. But I think you just have to know the who and what. That's what matters most. I've had some very negative bartering situations, and I've had some that have gone well. Um, So, you know, again, you can start your business with no money. Um, Most websites will give you the 14-day free trial period or whatever, even Shopify. But, you know, when you do go out there to barter and see who you can connect with and work with, you just have to make sure that it's an even even ground, like if I charge $500 for something, like for instance, I charge 500 to write bios. If someone comes to me and I, I mean, I need their services and they need a bio, then they're going to give me a, something that's equivalent, $500 or whatever. And I just think you right. have to do your research and make sure that your bartering makes sense. You know, don't hurt yourself. Don't go out there and somebody give you a hundred dollar, um, something worth a hundred dollars and you've given them something worth a thousand you have to really do your homework and you have to make sure that the bartering is working for both of you um and and get it in writing um but i definitely think that that's a great tip because so many people don't think about bartering they they just think about oh how can i do this i gotta pay for everything um i'm a big fan of yes you should pay people for their services but if two people are okay mm-hmm. and they agree like oh well i can help you you can help me then I think it's something that, you know, is worth exploring to at least help get your business off the ground. Yeah, I agree. I totally, totally agree. I think that first you will need to understand what bartering is. <laughs> right. And then after you do that and you, you know, do the research, like you're saying, it could definitely, definitely help your business and also help you to create and sustain some valuable relationships. Yeah. So I definitely think that that's an awesome idea. I I just want to kind of like reiterate because I kind of uh, was here not too long ago in regards to sometimes you're not broke, but sometimes your dreams are just bigger than your bank account. So yeah. you may be getting a couple of dollars, but you just may have a dream that's just like just so big that it's just like you can't even understand um, how you're even going to start. But what I had to do was I had to just 
basically convince myself that, um, you know, that God will provide. If he put it in my heart, then everything is going to line up to where it needs to be in order for me to be able to obtain this dream. So even though I can't spend $100,000 on, you know, what it is that I actually need to start up, I can use the stuff that I do have and still, you know, chip away at it until I'm, you know, where it is that I need to be. But don't allow you not having all the money to to allow you to miss the opportunity is basically what I'm saying. Because I feel like what I've learned is, you know, I'm, I do like sponsorships and, you know, partnerships and all those types of things. Like I've learned that, especially with this situation that I have now, that if you have your idea and people can see that you believe in it, God will send people that will also, you know, support you and that will believe in your dream and, you know, they may be the financial part to it or whatever the case may be. But I just think that you, you know, that's basically what's been happening with me. And I just think that, um, I just think that you, like I said, just start, y'all, like seriously, just start and just believe that it's really, it's, it's something that you really believe that you're supposed to be doing all the ducks will line up in a row. But don't allow money. Like, money is such, it's really not that deep. Like, when you can just understand about really what money is and, like, how, you know, finicky it really is and how, like, it's really not that deep. Like, do not let a price stop you from obtaining your dream because you can acquire so many things, like how Maya said, without even spending money. So. Don't get caught up in that. Yes. And that's just my my last point. Because I'm, like, literally living that right now. Like, I got, like, this (laughs) $200,000, like, situation going on with nowhere near $200,000. But God is, like, so working it out, and I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah. I think that... uh, that's a perfect segue into introducing our biz soulmate of the week, a woman who has definitely been a great example of someone who has turned, uh, you know, zero dollars into millions and has helped other entrepreneurs do the same. Uh, so we are shouting out, shouting out this week uh, at Business Babes, which is or who is Yolanda Kills Walker. Uh, She is the founder of The Business Babes. It's an amazing networking organization. At the time that I met her, it had over 60,000 members. So I'm pretty sure she has way more than that because I met her four years ago. Uh, I love The Business Babes organization. If you're an entrepreneur, especially as a woman, you have to follow them. They actually uh, just reached their 100K as far as their followers but what she does is amazing. She and she used to work for the CIA. And it just kind of goes to show you that regardless of what you, you know, did or what you went to college for, if you have a passion for business, you can get into it. She uh sold her first business, the Weave Bar, which is right in Philadelphia on Germantown Avenue. She sold that, learned how to just uh, make money off of the hair business. Uh, and flipped a bunch of different salons. And today, what I really love about her is she keeps reinventing herself. Uh, she gives opportunities to other women. And the Business Babes actually is headed by, she was the founder, but it's headed by uh, five of them all together. And what I love is each of them do something different. So they have a lawyer, they have an accountant, 
Um, they have the PR person, like it's really cool. And they just started a, a organization to help other women who were in similar situations and who were facing hardships in their business. But currently she is working on um, a workshop and class called Her Health, Her Wealth, Her Way. And her motto is buildings over bags. So she's been helping women not worry about the $600. Oh, Gucci bag. Yeah. Uh, not uh, worrying about the $600 Gucci bag, but worrying about buildings. If you follow her, you will literally see, she will show you how she bought the building. She puts it all on her stories and she shows you how she bought the building, how much work went into it and how much they sold it for. So she, she went from in the hair industry. Now she's in real estate. I mean, she's just an amazing, phenomenal woman. And I definitely think that, and she gives back. That's the thing. She's always paying it forward. She would always, you know, give me an opportunity to have a table at an event, uh, sometimes at no charge, just to support me. She supported my books. Um, and so I definitely just wanted to shout out Yolanda Kills Walker uh, at Business Babes, Babes with an S on social media. And the organization is The Business Babes. So same thing, just with the in front of it. So shout out to you, Yolanda. Shout Thanks for joining me. Yes, being a great example to the entrepreneur community. So that's I it. Super, super awesome. Um, yeah, I just want to just encourage everybody to um, just speak over your business, just speak positivity, speak life, no matter where you are, whether you feel like you're broke or you feel like you're broken or whatever, just Continue to affirm yourself and keep the faith, keep your head up. Um, you know, good things are definitely coming. I think that me and Maya can attest to that both, like, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Better days are ahead, and you just got to really just hold on to what it is that you believe that you're supposed to do and just take it one day at a time. It'll definitely, definitely happen. Yeah. All right, so with that, Gio is going to close us out. Yes, I think I did the prayer yeah. last week, but yeah, close us out in prayer. Um, yeah, so uh, okay, Lord, we just thank you for um, this upcoming week. We just thank you for uh, use your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Father, for. Uh, the gifts and the talents that you've placed inside of us, God. I thank you for the direction and for um, the revelation uh, for our gifts and talents. Just show us who it is that, how it is that you see us. Show us what it is that you want for us. Show us um, and expose us to our purpose and our plan, God. And we just thank you for um, just your unconditional love. We thank you for all of our listeners. We thank you for giving us the idea for Keys to the Game. We ask that you just bless um, Keys to the Game, bless all of our listeners. We thank you for an awesome week that's just filled with new opportunities. Uh, we thank you that uh, for your peace, for your joy. We thank you for your plan. We thank you for your purpose for us. And we're just super excited, God, for everything that it is that you have for us. And we thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So thanks, guys, for listening. We will, well, we're always going to say we'll see you. So we might not be yeah. in the same, but we'll, we'll see you guys next week uh, for episode five. Right. Thank you. See you later.